Good morning and welcome to VSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Minor on Friday the 9th of December. I guess it's sort of the, it ought to be the big Christmas day I think today because it would be next Friday but all the trains on strike so everyone's had to cancel that thanks to Mike Grinch. Um, but Friday's of course, Thursday's the new Friday in the city I think isn't it Paul? Well yes it sure is in the city anyway. Yeah I, was, must admit, I went for lunch yesterday and it was actually far far busier than I was expecting. And of course, it was a Christmas menu, so there was no choice, and the prices were twice as much as they normally would be, which is why we hate Christmas lunches. Anyway, don't get me going on that. Uh, now, it's Friday. We said we would do a commodity every now and then on Fridays, uh, and there's not much news out today. And so let's talk about vanadium, because a lot of people have been talking to me about vanadium this week. Uh, Ferro alloys um, have had a bit of a run from sort of um, 10p up to 15p. Um, but let's just start with the commodity itself, Paul. Why don't, I mean, I have a lot of strong views myself, um, but I'll try and keep as quiet as I can. Uh, Paul, tell us what your thoughts are on vanadium and the stocks within it. Let's get going. Well, yes, let's talk about vanadium a little bit here. It is one of the primary minerals that we're looking forward to for the uh, battery revolution here around the world. Uh, the particular properties of vanadium are such that uh, it has the capacity to uh, deliver um, uh, significant amounts of energy within a battery. But the nice thing about it is the chemistry is such as a liquid form uh, that it uh, will charge and discharge, uh, for instance, at the same time in a setup, the battery setup, which lithium ion can't do. It is not a flammable chemical as it charges or discharges, uh, unlike lithium. So it has a very uh, high safety rating uh, in uh, deployment. Uh, it is uh, relatively common around the world, but rather difficult in order to bring up to a battery grade uh, uh, concentration and quality. So that's what it, it, it uh, contributes to the major price as far as the electrolyte is concerned. But its primary use has been around for a very, very long period of time in the steel industry as a hardener, uh, particularly in that rebar uh, sector and uh, steel uh, I-beam framing for uh, buildings and so forth. That's where its uh, primary use is across the world and frankly will stay that way for some significant uh, period of decades yet at this point until uh, we can see it uh, really grab hold in the battery sector. Well, that was pretty good. So I mean, I'll just add a few things. Atomic number 23, as you say, it's actually an incredibly common uh, metal and most of it is used in steel. It's um, you can obviously mine it directly, but it's often a byproduct and things. Uh, most of it at the moment is mined in China and Russia, but it's also you get um, you can produce it out of steel smelter slag. People are now starting a uh, fly ash. Uh, people are now starting as a big uh, JV between Aramco and Shell and AMG to make it out of the catalysts of refineries. So it's actually uh, probably, you know, actually very easy to get vanadium. Currently trading at about $7.90. Uh, the range has been between about $3 and actually it did peak a few years back at $38 and everyone got very, very, very excited. Um, I think uh, obviously, the, as you pointed out, the, the big hope is it becomes battery material product. And I think most people know we have for Infinity Energy Systems and I'm a huge bull of it. I do believe that vanadium flow batteries are going to be a large part of the long duration energy storage, but it's it's chicken and egg, isn't it? Because, you know, the largest cost in a vanadium flow battery is the vanadium itself. And the reality is that vanadium flow batteries to really take off, they need a low vanadium price, um, not a high one. Well, the vanadium miners want a high one. 
Uh, now, if you look around, basically, because it's a byproduct, fly ash and that sort of thing are actually is, is pretty much free. Um, you've got US vanadium uh, in the States, which I've been to see in hot springs. That uses fly ash, so they're producing it for very little. Um, the other big players, I suppose, you've got Bushveld, um, you've got Largo, you've got Ferro Alloys. Those are the sort of, you know, quoted ones that we know. Got any views on those, Paul? Yes, we've in, in those which are working, what are the vanadium magnetite uh, bearing deposits? And you're talking about Largo and uh, Bushveld in particular there. Bushveld's deposit in South Africa, which is one of the primary places where it's first been uh, uh, commercially developed uh, uh, over many decades ago. And then Largo just in the recent uh, decade and a half or so in Brazil. Those companies will continue to uh, uh, be commercially viable simply because their uh, deposits are as rich as they are. There are up and coming uh, uh, players uh, in the vanadium uh, magnetite space which will be attempting to usurp them. And then you have the shale producers like you have ferroalloys, uh, for instance, uh, in the shale space. But it is uh, the big hope of the climate lobby that we see a lot more uh, sustained use of recycled materials like uh, fly ash or like uh, the uh, uh, steel slags of which uh, Neometals, for instance, the ASX listed firm is uh, in a JV on steel slags there in Scandinavia at the moment. So. Uh, that's where the big hope is, but all of the all of these will continue to have um, commercial application. It's just a question of whether or not they can make the processing cheap enough or inexpensive enough to uh, significantly erode the uh, uh, initial capex um, advantage that lithium ion has for batteries. Yeah, so I mean, Bushburn Largo is already in production. Ferroalloys is actually quite a long way from production, but it does have some Mick Davis in there as a as a major shareholder, which has got a lot of people excited. Um, but I mean, again, you know, some of these mining, vanadium mining projects. I mean, TNG is one we used to act for for a long time ago in Australia, isn't it, Paul? I mean, the that's right. To get that mining project going was huge. That's right, and don't forget our Shanghai Mining Club member, Voyager Metals, with their. Um, vanadium magnetite deposit there in Canada. So you've got the advantage in Canada, for instance, of being tier one uh, political jurisdiction uh, uh, benefit. So we would hope to see more producers out of Australia and Canada in order to uh, essentially level the playing field on risk, I think. Actually, another uh, client of VSA, Aris Strategic, uh, TSX, it's mainly a fluid spa project, but it does actually have a vanadium exploration uh, asset just outside Vancouver. Um, which may, you know, one day may be quite interesting. Um, I, I think one other point I'd make is um, when you actually use vanadium in a vanadium flow battery, uh, it has to be very high quality. Um, it's not as simple as just taking any old vanadium. Uh, the impurities can really mess vanadium flow batteries around. They have to be very high spec. Um, and actually just the other point, but one of the biggest traders in vanadium is Glencore. Uh, Glencore actually have pretty good supplies of vanadium coming from all around the world. Um, so it is quite a complex industry. Um, it's not quite as simple as maybe some people think. Uh, but if you want to know more about vanadium, come to VSA Capital. We know all about it, don't we, Paul? Well, we know uh, certainly a very uh, awful lot, yes. <laughs> 
Look, the news is very scatty today. There's not a lot, so we'll skip over that. If everybody's going for it, anyone's going for a Christmas lunch today, enjoy it. Don't get too drunk. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Don't get too cold. Uh, and we'll be back again next week. Back again next week.